you wanted to know this the the medical term for the gooch. It's the perineum. It's the perineum. perineum. Oh, perineum. it's the perineum. It has a yeah, even so. it has a even better pronunciation. It's yeah, doesn't my feel per- good. My perineum was very bruised. Were you yeah, were you down for a while? Does that does that knock you out for a while? That sort of No, I mean like like to not skate. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was sore, but I I think I didn't skate for Oh no, I flew to Albuquerque the next day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sure. What is up, skaters? Welcome back to another episode of Ben City. This is your host for the day, Ryan, and we've got Ted Schmitz in sunny, beautiful Tempe, Arizona. Hey, oh, we've got Kyle Beachy, who it looks cold there, Kyle. Is Wrong. it cold? No, it's 50 something. That's cold. That is no, fucking freezing. It's, <laughs> it's toasty Chicago, classic 50 degree November Chicago. No, I'm seeing seeing videos and you're in a what looks like a frozen parking lot with uh, brown yeah. leaves on the ground. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's winter. It definitely hurts more to fall, probably. And, there, and there's our guest, Mason Silva. Oh, yeah. How are you doing, Mason? Hey, sorry. And dropping into the course, uh, you've got two minutes left. First off, he hits a fakie flip, which we're going to get into. Yeah, they say they say he runs. started the year out hot, so. Welcome. Welcome. Hey. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. You know, every so often, you just got a skater that comes through and uh, starts breaking boundaries, shattering norms, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Frankly, making some of the skate the pro skaters out there feel a little insecure about their jobs. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious, Mason, that uh, that you've had quite the year, a hell of a year, Thrasher might say. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I gotta mm. stay on brand. I'll cut that. <laughs> I'll, cut that. <laughs> gotta, I'll separate this shit. <laughs> yeah. So first things first. No nolly tricks. Watched all the parts. Not a single nolly trick in the park. <laughs> What's going on here? First things first. Jesus Christ. Dude, we Just got to get that out of the way, you know? We all can't be you, Ryan. <laughs> no, uh, uh, t- Ted, and, Ted and I rewatched all your, uh, what, four parts? And I think maybe a conservative estimate is maybe 12 to, to 15 minutes of raw footage you've, you filmed uh, or you put out at least this year. Yeah, maybe... Yeah, I'd say I was like trying to do the timestamps of everything, but yeah, like fifteen, I'd yeah. say. Huff Puerto Rico too. Oh yeah, maybe seventeen. Jesus Christ! I didn't even. I didn't think to watch the Huff Puerto Rico, but no, uh, yeah, we were watching it. And I was like, "Wow, Mason's got a really, really good switch three flip." And then we're like, "Did he have any other switch tricks, or just is just have like an incredible switch three flip?" It's that's like I don't know why, but that's my switch go to. But like I can't really switch flip that well. Like I could maybe do one in a line, but I just fucking switch trays make so much more sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, yes. the one over that trash <laughs> man of was, the people. Was, yeah. And switch yeah, pop Ted, you're, you're... I'm a switch three flipper with a dog shit switch flip. Yeah, that's right. I lumped you in with the dog shit switch flippers of that's, the world. Just say it. You can say it. It's fine. <laughs> Wait, when was that Puerto Rico trip? Was that end of 2019 or was that? No, that was we we did my huff. I got on Huff in January, so I think that trip was, it was like when everyone was kind of joking about Corona, but not like didn't really know what it was. Right. It like wasn't really in America yet. It was um, a me- it was just a meme. 
Yeah, it was yeah. it was a meme, yeah. And then like people were like, "Oh, Corona the beer," and like saying stupid shit. Um, and then jokes on us. And then yeah, and then now it's almost December. <laughs> uh, no, but Long that that year. trip was probably end of January. Damn, that's 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 a real way to start it off. Yeah, um, man, that's what I, that's my role in all this is to occasionally get my eyes real big and be like, "Wow, yeah, <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are really something." Yeah, you got to put it on for the promo. <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched I watched your Nine Club this morning. We don't need to go through all the the origin story stuff, uh, though though it was pretty fascinating. But I thought that uh, it would be fun just to kind of talk about how this whole process started for you, because clearly clearly you're you're overdoing it, and making people feel feel uncomfortable <laughs> out there. Uh, overdoing it, I is, like that. May, may, maybe this is a normal year for you, but uh, from the outside looking in, uh, it definitely looked like like you're pushing yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, it's definitely, definitely not a normal year for me, but, um, it's not like I felt like I was forcing stuff too much. I mean, if I'm healthy, I want to skate and kind of just stayed healthy for the whole year pretty much. So it's kind of just what happened, which to me is just remarkable. Like, <laughs> like I, like the, the feeling that I had was that you, you're, every week you were going out skating like it was the last two weeks of filming for a video part. <laughs> and when I was, uh, I was in LA with Townley and Townley's got a real gnarly work ethic too. You know, like mm -hmm, he really he pushes himself, but he just was like, I do not understand how Mason doesn't get hurt. And I was like, yeah, he's just a little muscle. Like you just <laughs> somehow can, uh, avoid those. Like, especially with some of the kink rail shit, it's like not a rolled ankle, not a, a, a broken bone or, a knee injury of any sort. Well, now he has one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. yeah, I do. Well, I it wasn't a tear, thankfully. That's I got an MRI and it's just a fracture. Oh, yeah. a fracture on your knee. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's like almost as if the two bones connecting like my kneecap or whatever, my patella to my shin bone like hit and there's a dent in the bottom one. <laughs> Ex explained oh, wow. as denting a ping pong ball and it just needs to pop back up <laughs> oh that's wow. that's that's what you got uh, a bro for said. a doctor yeah <laughs> <laughs> i actually kind of do <laughs> um your falls are so uncoordinated and floppy it blows my mind like you're not a graceful faller damn no i'm not like when i bail i don't if i bail something like a bigger drop i don't really roll and I kind of yeah. just like stiff leg. Have you, yeah. you probably noticed that? Yeah. And and like when you, yeah, like I watched your element part, and like when you fall on that feeble to grind, I'm like, what is like? It looks like <laughs> you're so fucking shocked. And yeah. And I was like, <laughs> like you're not a you're not like a trained gymnast. You're like I don't know, fuck it. Like I no. fucked up, and now I'm exploding. And I think that's uh, people probably don't realize that when I try something like a bigger drop or something like or just for. An, an example like the back three over that that wall like yeah. i couldn't skate for like a week after that yeah and, but people probably just think i'm skating the next day but yeah. i get like can't walk sore <laughs> like really you bad. ever pee blood uh no i've never done that it'll happen we actually just call what i get like you know when your legs are rock hard yeah like they just your or thighs i guess we just call that mokies like homoki 
because it's just like you fucking <laughs> <laughs> like oh you got the mokies. <laughs> I always I always just feel like they're uh, they're like bloody sausages, you know, like a packed uh, yeah cube sausage. That's what it feels like for me. Yeah, just like you literally, it just really hurts to walk. But yeah, I get that a lot. So so you ended uh, at least in the nine club. You were talking about how you had pretty much a video part finished for Nike mostly but that mm-hmm. didn't end up coming out until July so you kind of went into 2020 knowing like okay cool I've kind of got this in the bag and don't want to uh don't want to put it out at the end yeah. of 2019 um well it, it kind of just got pushed because of how Nike does run stuff like they kind of have to base stuff around like oh we can't do it this day because of this product launch or yeah marketing so and then so it ended up being in February and then COVID hit and it was kind of a weird time to launch anything. And then it was actually supposed to come out in June and then all the protests started happening and it seemed like just not the right time to put something out. And it, it, it just the events of the beginning of 2020 pushed it to July. Yeah. But yeah, I, we started actually like finished filming and editing like around February Oh wow! or maybe maybe even March. And then so just carried on to film other stuff. From what I understand, you have like a stockpile of footage that you can just kind of swap in and out of the <laughs> the, the multiple things you're doing, because I think you you your cover, Ollie, was later in the timeline than that, than February. Yeah, I did it. And I remember it was like. Right after New Year's, I did that Ollie. And yeah. then I oh, okay. think the, the cover came out like right before COVID hit or maybe even during. I think it I don't hit know. as I think it's the March mag. I need to. Yeah. I'm going to cut or, this. Oh, it's, it's, it's April. <laughs> oh, so, damn. Go ahead. So yeah. do you do you have like when you look at this year, you're sitting at the kind of tail end of do you mm-hmm. are you able to look at those parts and say like actually secretly this one is my favorite like do you do you feel that or are you gonna really like do they each have their strengths etc cetera, etc cetera, or do you yeah, love one i i mean i i definitely like especially at the end of this year like editing the spitfire one i had a really hard time like looking at it and like listening to the songs and like really just like calming down and being like okay this is good you know it, it kind of yeah. just with the amount I think I had been doing it all year, I just kind of felt like everything was shit. And <laughs> so I think during that time, I felt like the Nike one was my favorite just because I've always wanted to skate to that Roxy Music song. And yeah. it felt like it was all the footage. Like I really had time to think about what I wanted to use and how it was laid out. The Spitfire one, editing it was kind of rushed. But I think once it was done and people saw it and... I don't know. After everything was said and done, I felt like it was maybe up there with the Nike one too. But while editing it, I just couldn't like really think about that. And you're pretty hands-on. I'm I'm super interested in kind of the role your relationship to your own footage because it does sound mm-hmm. to me like you're pretty hands-on in terms of edit, being in the editing room. Uh, obviously, music seems to be a personal thing for you as well. Yeah. Like, do you do you think of these as objects that you're that you're making, um, or or what kind of object is it that you're making? If I can put it that way, like, um, like, is this about capturing sort of like what you've been up to? Is it a period in time for you when you're making yeah. a part? 
Kind of. And, and I and I mean, like, obviously, the music was pretty different than the Nike one for the Spitfire one. And it and it was kind of just like me wanting to put something out that I hadn't really skated to or do it in a different way because it kind of I don't know, it just it did just feel like a different time. Yeah. But uh, as far as like editing goes and stuff, like I'm pretty much in there from start to finish. Like for this Spitfire one, I was staying at my friend Max house who films for Deluxe. And we were just like going through the whole timeline. That's that high. guy's name is the most confusing fucking name in skateboarding. His name is Max, Max Sharf. And Max yeah, Sharf. And, he, and he works for Deluxe. <laughs> for Deluxe. How crazy is that? That the two people like where is there anyone else that has a name that similar to Max Schaff? And I somehow mean, the Max Sharf works for the same company. It's, it's <laughs> it drives me bonkers when I yeah. see it in in uh titles i'm like that looks like a fucking typo like that's all it <laughs> uh, it looks like the, the kind of nickname you'd use to make fun of max Schaff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah someone i think someone was like is that max Schaff's editing alias <laughs> he only edits like, tailpipes yeah <laughs> what what, yeah, what I mean, drives you more crazy does does that drive you crazy or miles silvas mason silva man I, I have the hardest damn time i like you know, every, it, it's true that everyone alive has some sort of learning disability, right? Like that's yeah. a fact. We're all sort yeah. of in some way uh, better for it in some ways and you find challenges in other things. That sort of like letter swapping is absolutely mine. And so yeah. I, I'm like, I know I'm at some point going to call you Miles during all this and I'm going to feel fucking awful, but it's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I Dude, I get it all the time. Like when mm. kids come up to me at skate parks and they just say Miles, like I kind of just don't say anything half the time. <laughs> <laughs> just cold shoulder. I don't know. Like, cause they're hyped and they, I think they know who I am and like, cause they obviously know what I look like. Mm-hmm. And it, and I'm not there to be a dick and just say like, oh, actually, it's Mason, man. Or like, because you, you recognize me. I don't know. Actually, I don't <laughs> fuck with Sacto. You're like, yeah. a, you're like, a, <laughs> you're like a, a SoCal purist. Um, yeah. Fuck Macy's legends. It, it, it was <laughs> it was this it was this close to coming out on the on the homepage of, of Thrasher one day when I called him Mason. Like, oh, and you just, called him Mason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, and that's just, what I always wonder if it happens because I don't. I'm not the greatest friends with him, but I, yeah. I wonder if it happens the other way around. There can only be one. It's Highlander rules. Of course, you can't be friends with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's just like I see this the Silva, you know that that little yeah. bit, and plus the M, and I was just like, fuck. Here we go. Like murders ledges and creates chaos all up and down the coast, and then <laughs> just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Dude, how hard is it to write those captions sometimes? <laughs> what did you say? I melt. Did you say I melt rails? <laughs> on contact. Come on, man. Uh, Mason's unfathomable yeah. fourth part this year is a breakthrough in physics, annihilating legendary spots and melting rails on contact. Don't look away. There we go. Yeah, Ted had, Ted had to do a marathon watch of like uh, RoboCop and Blade Runner and all those <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Paul Verhoeven films, and and then uh, write the caption. That's yeah, dude. It is yeah. With parts like that, it's like that's when we crank it up to eleven. But it's like mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, maybe maybe some raw edit of, you know, 40 minute trip edit to Copenhagen from three years ago. It's like, you know, 
the dudes in the van hop out and crush it. Just watch. Yeah. But for, <laughs> for, for, for this shit. Is that dude, how you it, say it in your head? Do you like repeat it back when you're by yourself? As he's watching room? it. <laughs> yes. I talk in Thrasher now. Uh, nice. It's, it, I thought that I was going to be, you know, this is like the thing with politicians. You think that they're going to go into the Democratic Party and like switch shit up and like pew, 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 take down the old guard. And then like six <laughs> months later, you're like, what are you like shaking hands with like the OPEC uh, lobby? Like what's going on here? <laughs> and so, yeah, I was going to go in there and like rewokeify the Thrasher uh, uh, voice. But then it just like. <laughs> After watching all these parts and being injected with so much carnage, it it <laughs> <laughs> injected. Yeah, it, injected. It, uh, it it then became my spirit, my soul, my voice. I am the junk drawer. Wow, <laughs> that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, yeah, physics breakthrough, and we should probably talk about the physics breakthrough you did in Phoenix. Oh, um, yeah, let's. Let's get Scott into that. Failed. You said t- you said in your interview uh, that that was, was the one leave. trick. Yeah, you were you were like <laughs> didn't want to hang. Fuck Ted Schmitz and Ryan Lay. <laughs> wanted to get the hell. What the? Wow. No, uh, I was actually I think out of town when you did that. But um, yeah, what was that process like? Uh, was that because I feel like Thrasher has an interesting relationship with the Wedge, where they almost seem to want to like send skaters out here to get tricks on the Wedge. Yeah, when I was shooting that interview with Burnett, like, and we wanted to get one more gnarly thing, which happened to be the Ollie once that happened. But uh, he kept saying, like, hey, you should try to kickflip the wedge. And, like, was saying, like, I'm down to drive out there with you. And I had never really looked at it before. We went on (laughs) King of the Road to do the Ollie. And I think we were hitting up people, like, yo, let's get a toe in because it was one of those like weird bounty challenges. And right. uh, Z- Zion ended up doing it with a bungee. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, it came down to this part. And then obviously that idea was still in my head. And I hit up uh, Burnett and he said he couldn't go. So Rhino came out there. My friend Ryan and Robbie filmed and so did Matt Bublitz. And uh, yeah, hit up Jackson Casey. He came there too. And tried kickflip for maybe oh actually funny story we didn't have everyone kept telling me that we were going to get kicked out if we had a motorcycle and i was like dude this is fucking scottsdale like look at this park like who like i don't know people have gotten towed in here i don't <laughs> this know is, this is scottsdale is not the uh <laughs> knowing the region know. like, yeah scottsdale's like we, the beverly hills of uh of uh, the valley, so for really? the record, that is South Scottsdale, you're, you're much right, different you're right, than right. North Scottsdale. It is much different, yeah. But because I was gonna say, we stayed at the hotel that's literally at the landing, like across the street. Oh god, that's such a, that's was, such a mission! Just stay at the hotel next to the spot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was like kind of a funny thing at first, and then I was like, oh god, like I can literally see the landing from my fucking hotel room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, dude, that hotel was, like, the tweakiest hotel I'd stayed at. That's why. Yeah, that's right, because it's South Scottsdale. (laughs) It's very different than the the ritzy part. It was very tweaky. Yeah. Um, We had Jaws try and tow me in on a bike, a normal mountain bike, with a rope attached to it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sure, sure. sure. And he fucking was going so hard that his his tire fell off. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like he hit the bank going up it like after trying to tow me in and his whole tire just broke. I, and, love, that, uh, I love that Jaws is like going to turn into like the Yosemite Sam of uh, <laughs> yeah. of Arizona. I also like, this is a, another random one, but like I kept seeing that people were saying that Randy Colvin ollied it pushing. No, he didn't. Exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> Why, why did you just want to leave Phoenix? It's, I mean, you have a beautiful hotel overlooking the green belt as we call that bike path. (laughs) Oh, really? You did it when it was not so nice? Yeah. You went to fakie. Yeah. I think I was just also mad that I couldn't get the kickflip, but, uh. (laughs) Fuck this thing. I'm taking it to fakie. Was the, (laughs) so you tried kickflip first and then kind of ended up doing front side 180? Yeah. Like I kickflip, the closest I got was like. I landed a kickflip on the flat like this far before the bank. And Mm -hmm. I was like, for viewers out there that would, since this is a video, he's uh, gesturing about shoulder width about fish size. Yeah. Yeah. About a whole board length. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But dude, like, I don't think people realize that like going that much faster is like fucking past your max speed. Yeah. Like uh-huh. you to go to clear that thing is faster than you should ever go on a skateboard and try a trick. Like I don't know. It's just yeah. the fact that like I don't know. It's it's it, it felt like I was just gonna get so hurt trying it. Which I feel like hearing you say that really means something. Yeah. <laughs> Milton know, Martinez, then, yeah, man, dude, this just you gotta go way too fast for a skateboard. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> well, no, but I, I I I but stuff goes down, so I don't know. Maybe it was just me being lame that day i don't know (laughs) yeah do you get this is something that kind of like bums me out personally uh, in that (laughs) you uh not your skating uh but uh wow it's like (laughs) ted's like when people talk shit on my switch flips are you are you hung up on me saying that i wanted to leave phoenix yeah yeah i'm still i'm still i'm still mad at you for that okay dude don't uh, get i love phoenix i did trips out there (laughs) as a kid nobody has ever said that dude no i really do you know how many fucking arizona videos i watched growing up like every single one oh what were what what were your videos growing up i'm curious about that Okay, like, 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 like what are you, from, yeah. like, not Arizona, just from all your videos. DVD case. Yeah, just general. Like, what were or your, your wire? Your formative videos. Very first one was sorry. All right. Yep. Um, Shows. Because I'm checked out. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, DC Video and Baker Three were the ones that like I had and would watch all the time. We're yeah. up. But my yeah, brother so a great was the trio one that of videos. Sorry. Yeah. We, we were gonna schedule an app a few weeks back about ranking the 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 best ave parts of all time and uh the dc video is dead last that is the worst ave part uh really yes uh ryan feels the same way about this as i do no yeah that's definitely <laughs> ave's best part that is down. no the, Dude, the, the ender, fucking the ted nugent shit that stuff is awful i i love every phase of ave yeah like that and that's a phase that i really liked with but, the long hair ted nugent yeah, I mean, Ave gets Ave gets by on on what I would call the Jay Z principle, uh, in which he has a line that I've forgotten about quoting: is that his worst shit is better than your best shit, which is like Ave's like Ave's lowest ranking part, uh, Ted Nugent and all, is still better than you know 
90 yeah, percent of the That's such a blasphemous take, Kyle. You have to back me up on this. <laughs> that that DC is you think his DC part is better what? than Minefield. You think his DC yes. better, is better than Photo. Whoa. You think his DC part is better than the new fucking forty three year old hockey or FA switchback nose blunt? No, Ryan. I'm, Ryan, I'm super okay, sorry to say that the DC video isn't. Isn't it like I don't think I'm <laughs> sort of with it, Ted on King. this one? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit with the, the boot cut jeans. <laughs> I will, de- I will defer to whatever Mason has to say though. I, yeah. but- what, what is more of a uh, like I, this is a better comparison propeller just because of the sake of the songs or DC video? I still thought propeller was better because I fucking hate that DC song so much. Oh my god, you really I love hate that, that DC music. song, yeah, yeah. And Ted even Nugent. though his minefield was an ABD song, I'll I take it. Was it? Yeah, it was like in some old Scarecrow Wheels video. Who cares? Nobody saw it. <laughs> um, I don't even uh, know who skated to it. It's probably Jason Adams. He's gonna like, yeah, this never the, watch. This, this is how you lose your job. <laughs> um, what what did you say? The boot the boot cut jeans in the um, DC video. Yeah, you know great. it's funny. He has like something like in the propeller video. Do you notice he has one clip of him rolling up in a fur vest? Mm-hmm. Like that in, is a really mm-hmm. it's like no it's a sheepskin sheepskin with like, like denim over yeah or a coat yeah with like i don't know it's it's a really sick clip <laughs> his his propeller part so the dc part has the switch manual switch three flip which is the best of all time but and the nolly crook fakie exactly. yeah around the curve ledge and yeah that's 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 it, there. it has amazing tricks i just think that the la high the, lines the, the the overall experience is Nothing beats his fucking Wally flyout in propeller when he just goes off a huge concrete pillar. It's just the biggest fatty to flatty. And you're like, this is weird as hell. And that weirdness warms my soul. But I wanted to get back to the wedge thing. There's this thing that happens where somebody touches a spot, right? They open it. Forstner uh-huh. did that to the wedge 10, well, 13 years ago, like 2007. And then it was like, oh, shit, this is it. You get a motorcycle mm-hmm. and you fly over the wedge. And then nobody touched it forever. But now mm-hmm. it seems like at least in the last two or three years, people have been kind of toying with it a little bit more. Yeah. And it it's like the Heath Gap, you know, the one that he did frontside flip and backside flip over. And then you're like, awesome. And then fucking Jordan Hoffart's doing a laser flip or whatever. Like, yeah. this is like this is something else other than that big accomplishment now that yeah i think it's it'll turn into that soon i don't I know the, though i kind of feel like it's just so big like that's, seeing that's seeing, the other thing because Thrasher yeah. like fixed it up and they were gonna do a buster bail like you guys heard about that right yeah 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 but we can't release this this is proprietary <laughs> oh my god here we, <laughs> we can keep talking about it then. yeah of course but yeah the, it has been fixed up there's bondo at the bottom now but uh yeah i'd like to ryan's point i don't know it is still just like it's just big. It's like, I don't know. It's, I think it's always going to be big in skating. Yeah. Things. It's not going to have the staple center thing where people just figure, or that other massive rail that, uh, Clive Dixon Smith grinded, you know, where you're just like, Oh, yeah. people are just going to do tricks on this thing. Now, uh, this right. massive mm-hmm. 25 stair rail. But with that, I just think that, yeah, it's maybe like Jagger was uniquely suited to skate that fast. Because of like the conditions you guys are blood. in and mega it's, ramp, yeah, exactly. We, no, we That's have thinner saying. blood. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> that no, but I but I just had an image of of Bob Burnquist skating it like a mega ramp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With See, gloves that's on. What I'm saying I, 
there's there's got to be a certain type of skater that can skate that and i think he might have been that one because he's used to like a big gap like that yeah i don't know or like going that speed and popping a 180 yeah i mean he's done he can he he can do ginormo gaps back 180 i think going into fakie on shit like that is just like just begging for a loop out but let's let's talk a little bit about some of the other uh some of the battles that you had. Um, I have a list of tricks written down that I kind of wanted to talk about, but maybe if you could start with like, what were some of the, the tricks that you, you worked hard, hardest for or, um, or had to go back a couple times for? Mm-hmm. Let, what, what would be the first one on your list? Just utterly insane is the front 180 that you did in France on the brick bank. That just oh. is impossible. Like not even, <laughs> I don't even know how you did that. That that one was like, took so much adrenaline because you're just standing there and you know, like you can't fuck up on the throwdown mm-hmm. because the, once you throw down, you're there, you're at the gap already. But yeah, cause you've been there. Uh, no, I actually haven't been there. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know you if could, you like knew. No, you can just tell that that is just not yeah. even possible. <laughs> also, lots of people have skated there. Uh, yeah. Was that even hard for you or no? Honestly, I think it took like five tries to do the 180, but it was it's just one of those spots as like you just got to go for it. What a, okay, the other one I had was uh the blunt slide on the the Cairo rail, which the blunt oh. slide and the the bump to lip, which are back to back in that part. Both of those spots I was like you so easily could just cut the kink off of that and make <laughs> make this such a less scary like literally body splitting experience if you were to yeah. sack on that kink rail. Yeah. That's so fatality the right there. Split in half. Body. <laughs> yeah. Two pieces. That Cairo rail is a surprise. I've been to that spot and it's a really perfect gap to rail aside from how scary the kink is. Like the rail no, is pretty small. It's really small. good. Yeah, it's low. Yeah. Yeah, that day I tried to meet up with Burnett like early and trying to blunt slide that rail that Figgy crooked for a thrasher cover. That yeah. was like the, I mm-hmm. don't know, it was the pullout one. Baker has a something. Uh, yeah. And then, is there uh, a backside on that rail? Yeah, there's two. Oh, okay. It's because David tried to front board that one and eat shit in whatever that part was. Uh, <laughs> Do yeah, you remember that the- clip? He goes, he, he eats shit and he goes, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my favorite clip of us. It's like my favorite slam. I don't know why I love that one. But anyways, that went to shit. I just like could not commit or like do it really. And then it was like an hour left to light in the day and we went to that that gap to rail and i first started trying it and i thought like oh i'm just gonna blunt slide and be able to ollie out before the kink but the speed that you have to go to get into it you can't like bounce in and bounce out without hitting the mm-hmm. king and then that first one that i put down was just like because there's a slam in the part i mm-hmm. did i think i did three of those but that was like the worst one <laughs> just like where my because the kink throws your board like straight yeah and then my just foot would land a little off and then just chest. I did that three times. <laughs> chest. Dog, that then, chest move. That chest move is too much. It's yeah. Fucking, it's so scary. Yeah, it's uh, a good way to break. That's how I broke my finger when I I broke it last year. You like land on your hands I mean, and it's like. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then rolled away from that one like right after because I don't know. I was just in the mode of committing. But yeah, that one was was definitely one of the scarier ones to commit to. And then, and yeah, then and then the the, slide, the bump. I talk about that. Yeah, the bump to lip slide. I have been to that spot. Also, not possible. Who was it that ollied that? Was it Raymond Detta? <laughs> it was Raymond Detta for a Huff ad. Um, That's right. So uh, Tyler Cici, who works for Huff, sent me that and was like, he was like, dude, I don't know. Like, if you're around the area, maybe just look and see if you can get to the rail. 
like you might be able to grind down it. And uh, sure enough, I was like, mm, yeah, maybe. And I just kind of <laughs> thought lip slide was a little less hairball for me, at least. But I'm sure people would not agree. Yeah, there we go. That's sack attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because fr- yeah, with front grind, you could get in and come out to the left and kind of stay on the left of the spot. But I do that with lips. Yeah, I noticed that in the slam. I was like, oh, he's just doing this where he can jump out on the left side, huh? Yeah, I like pencil dive next to it. <laughs> there's this fucking lip slide in the the one in the element video which is just like fucking bananas when you ride up to it it's literally above your head oh the yeah the tall one that was in india that like when i see shit like that i'm like i don't even know that's like a <laughs> that that's that like one probably idea. yeah that that might be like one of my i don't know i couldn't imagine doing it again like one of those ones <laughs> the shot it's shot from the side and when you crouch it's literally your vantage point would be yeah. looking up to the rail. <laughs> yeah, fun. there's there's like not much of a bump to it either. So that one was that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the lip slide, like my argument with the 50 thing is 50s. You have your truck to lock in, mm-hmm. which is yeah, only a little bit of space. And but a lip slide, you have your whole board. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to argue with that. It's I don't know. That's that's uh, the dumbest way to put it, but I guess it works. Hell yeah. How do you feel (laughs) about uh, backside fifty fifties that are feeble grinds? (laughs) No. Oh, uh, like like pinch ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think pinch kind of killed kink rails for me a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. like once you see the person get into the pinch, you're like, oh, they're doing it. <laughs> you're like, oh, they're rollerblading now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's it, I'm I would love to be able to do that. I can't really pinch like that. I kind of just do them heels. Yeah. It's I I I love it when yeah you'd watch a part and you'd see two or three configurations of a 50-50 and you'd be like, I don't know. They just tried to like get yeah. onto the skateboard and yeah, rail yeah. under them. Yeah, that's like I like to watch like Pedro Delfino fr- like do grinds because he kind of just locks in however it works. He's or like a monster. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one recently that was like full toe side. There was a clip of Leo doing a front grind where he locks in front feeble on a front grind. Oh yeah, and he I takes saw that. like the entire rail. It's like that long one. It's the coolest grind. Yeah, Nick Basario so awesome. too was always uh he always did those well too. He was exciting with everything. Yes. Yeah. So what were what were some of the tricks in your in your head that uh, that you worked the hardest for? Maybe not work the hardest. Actually, well, I, if we're talking the entire year, the back three on the bump over wall was the hardest thing for me. Um, I tried that one day for I think it was like a total of three hours, and went to Copenhagen after. And from a, like a week from me trying it, I could I like could not skate, and it was almost like I blew out like actually blew out the muscles in my legs. Yeah. Uh, and then whatever, eventually was able to skate and then went back to it like a month later. And it was another like two hour battle, but I ended up getting it. So I don't know, just those long ones. And that was one I thought about for a while since it was skatable. Yeah, that would be a pretty hard one. I don't know, the board slide drop board slide too. And the new one was, um, that was one that uh, my friend Ryan had been sending me for a long time. And it kind of just took me saying fuck it and trying it <laughs> dude that are is there scary. are there like little knobs at the end of each rail it's like a, yeah, so rail. it's like a little like an inch high knob but it's enough to like catch your board but we put it's um, snowboard steel physics stick. you get a little <laughs> no that's that's what we we actually did that because i was like should we cut the the knobs off or should we make a steel stick little transition so that i get a little bit of lift and I think that might have helped me. 
or that might have been what made me sack that time too dude that was <laughs> the worst yeah. nightmare like worst yeah. possible scenario oh uh, that uh, was gnarly you wanted to know this the the medical term for the gooch it's the perineum it's the perineum, perineum. oh perineum. it's the perineum it has an yeah, even so. it has a uh even better pronunciation it's yeah doesn't my, feel par- good. my perineum was very bruised were you yeah were you down for a while does that does that knock you out for a while that sort of no i mean like like to not skate yeah yeah it, it was it was sore but i i think i didn't skate for oh no i flew to albuquerque the next day <laughs> all right <laughs> sure i flew to albuquerque and and uh that's where i hurt my knee so this uh, is, I mean, I'm just super fascinated with this, like the phenomenon of recovery for a dude like you, like you, you've obviously put in a whole lot of hours this year. This is a heavy TM year, as we said. Um, mm-hmm. But like, aside from now, have you, do you consider yourself just like super lucky with injury or do you feel like maybe you've got some sort of recovery uh, advantage over the rest of humanity? Um, I think insert I have... CBD plug here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I mean I I go to like I I have been going to physical therapy a little bit when I'm hurt, but yeah. as far as like just injuries in general, I think I'm just lucky. Okay. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, or maybe it's just me like I like to f- really figure out a trick before I fully go for it and like like feel everything out, so I think that might work to my favorite like I don't know I think that works too here is a lot of that in your head or is it that like a physical kind of relationship that you form with the spot like do you scope it out and like run your hands over it what's your process <laughs> uh no I mean it's it's more just like feeling the height of everything and like 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 the board slide drop board slide I board yeah. slid the first rail like 15 times and jumped over to the other side before I like really tried to put the second one down yeah. and, I, and I think it's just it's just in my head. I can't. I can't fully commit to something if I don't know the amount of impact or like whatever. So, what does that mean in a spot like you started saying earlier with the Paris brick spot and the the throwdown? Like when you don't have the opportunity to bail, what what's your what changes there? Do you just like swallow? Uh, yeah, that that I just have to have a lot of adrenaline. I gotta just be like fired up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's like the simplest way to put it. <laughs> it's definitely way scarier. But Turn up the Ted Nugent. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> dude. Lock Go it. fucking stormtrooping. Um, Ryan and I talk about that a lot, and maybe we have on the show. In that case, welcome back. <laughs> There's this thing that people talk about, which is like, yeah, I just really want to take care of my body and like fucking strength train and like, you know. Yeah. And Nike even has, I think, you know, like Leticia or and and Neen's on this kick, which is like, I want to get really strong, take care of my body so I can be a super skater. But what seems to be the only conditioning that I've ever seen actually pays off is constantly spending time on your skateboard, more time (laughs) and more time and more time, because it's like, you can be strong as fuck, but if you are but if you're not like spending the hours conditioning, staying in those motions of hopping onto shit, jumping off of shit like and not and just even like the 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 practice of bailing like it's it gets clunky if you don't do it for a few weeks or yeah if you're not and i think that's kind of what worked in my favor this year was just the fact that i was like only taking a day or two off and then skating again is your body just kind of gets used to that and 
maybe doesn't get as sore when you do it. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know. That's because I look at people like the craziest example to me is Jamie Foy. Like the way that he skates and the amount that he skates, like I don't actually think he takes days off. It's it's really crazy to me. Him and Zion. Yeah. And they're both very like Ashad too. That I seriously think he's like an anomaly. I don't know how the hell he does it. <laughs> like he I skating a skate park for three hours and then like skating street spots after, I don't I can't think about doing that. <laughs> yeah, I always found that really tough too. It's like if you're in filming mode, it's hard to to I, I always felt too sore to go skate for fun, you know? Yeah, I mean I it's it just feels like obviously it's fun but it's it, it feels like a waste when you're trying to get stuff done because you're like you only have or at least i do only have a certain amount of strength in my muscles to be able mm-hmm. to skate something yeah and you want to be like at the peak strength when you're skating something scary but, that's something yeah. that that i wonder about like speaking of fun and the kind of skating that you do i think there's maybe seven people on earth who might think that that is fun to do and it's that you know, most of us don't find that peak intersection of danger and challenge, you know, uh, yeah. and ability. But does it like sometimes on a trip, you know, like for us, well, we would all in normal times pile in and go to Portland. And it's like you would have ability levels of people who just like to do rock and rolls on three foot quarter pipes and people who can do, you know, fakey manny three flips and then some people who can frontside flip 10 stairs like that would be the amalgam of ability but does it does it kind of bother you when you you are at your level and you have kind of your approach to skating spots which um is you know a breakthrough in physics and you need to melt rails before anybody (laughs) can touch them uh but does it annoy you when there's somebody on the session who's in the you know not this guy specifically but in the mold of like a Dustin Henry or like an ETN who's just like kind of, uh, you know, more of more of a low impact kind of like chill bank Manny drop down kind of situation. Are you like, fuck, well, this is like three hours of my day and like, no, I'm not going no. to, to be getting anything here or participating in this kind of skating. D- does that no, feel like a waste to you or? No, I mean, it's, it's never a waste because it, I'm, I'm never going to go do shit like that i mean i i will if i'm not fil- but like if i'm filming a part it like forces me to try a ledge line or something i don't know yeah it it's all of it is good and like it has a positive outcome so no i don't like think of anything as a waste of time because that's obviously like i don't know that's that irks me more than anything too is when people are out skating and they're like i'm sorry for wasting your time or whatever and i'm guilty of doing it because it feels that way but you like no skater actually is like pissed that you're trying something. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ever think about, I'm going to try to ask this in a non totally asshole way. Do you, you exist in my head right now as a type of skater. And I guess what I wonder is, do you see yourself becoming other types of skater in your sort of future with skateboarding? Like, do you look forward to a time when you might skate a lot of bowls or do you look forward to, uh, maybe some year committing yourself to like doing an all lines part. Like, do you think about that stuff? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I already have an idea of like what stuff, different things I want to skate. Like I definitely want to go back to New York next year and film different things. I I think we'll probably film something for Huff and, uh, 
and I don't know, try and make that a little bit different than ditches and the things I normally skate. It's going to be a you, a you and Nick Matthews split part. Is that what you're promising? That would be us? wonderful. A two Henrys with Nick. Nick is fucked up good. <laughs> he is a special kind of skater. We're proud yeah. of him here. I've, I feel great, great, great pride for his Chicago reality. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that'll be tight. Yeah, that's something that, that, that I wonder about as well. Like, you know, I don't actually want to draw this comparison, but the timelines make people see them in this juxtaposition. But Tom Knox had a part, then you had a part. It makes people think about the type of thing that Tom Knox is doing and the type of thing that you're doing. But it seems like, you know, in, in the past years, you were doing the kind of regular big time pro skater thing. Like you get on the flight, you get out of the airport and you, you know, the spot guide is like, yeah, dude, there's this crazy shit over here. Yeah. You hit that. But then now this year you have been forced to kind of focus in on your landscape in the same way that Tom Knox has kind of been mining his, I don't even know. It's just like the worst yeah. skatable terrain that I could imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you, do you feel like you enjoy having that kind of, or, or do you feel like you're doing the same thing? Because I mean, obviously LA and London are two totally different types of places, but it's like, do you feel like you're, you're building a relationship and, and like building on LA skating and like, that's kind of like a project for you or are you just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, more gnarly spots and next, you know, no, I mean, I it's definitely like, spots. No, it's. I think about that stuff. I feel like maybe people don't think I put as much thought into the things I skate mm -hmm. as much as just going brain dead and just like showing up at something and thinking of a trick. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I think about stuff for a long time, and yeah, it's it's all stuff that like I want to do and like will mean something to me down the line. Like yeah. I, I mean, I felt like this. I missed this when when you were asking what stuff I tried the hardest for. Mm -hmm. but I, in that part, I do a, um, a back grind over a, a green gate, like with a kink. Yeah, that was, that was, that was one of my up. favorite tricks. On the <laughs> yes. yeah. Landed so hairball. So that was wild. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is on Houston street in New York and mm -hmm. there are cars parked there all day, every day. Yeah. So, uh, we waited nine hours one day at just literally behind the car that was parked in front and it never moved. And so we just wasted an entire day and then <laughs> went home and went back to New York. And the first day we showed up and the spot was perfectly open. <laughs> and what? so, yeah, that worked out. But that one was like, yeah, something I had been thinking about since the first time I yeah. went to New York and saw it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt like I got dis distracted from your actual question. But no, it's like, you know, do you do you feel like you're kind of building a relationship to LA and and the landscape there, or or do you have any sort of like special affiliation or affinity for the LA terrain in such a way that like you you really enjoy certain this? certain spots I could give a fuck about, and then <laughs> certain spots are like just I don't know they have that look to me, and it's like certain people that have skated them like how we were talking about the blue rail that Elijah skated and like that is kind of like an iconic LA spot to me. And yeah, I it's think, weird. Yeah. LA spots are like that. Some of them are just like, we need to just, no one needs to skate that ever again. And then others, we were talking about the Brian Anderson hubba at food city and they're like, it, maybe it's just because a couple people, a couple specific people have skated them, but mm -hmm. they, they have an iconic feel to them. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I felt like I was able to do this year was think, watch videos and think about things that people may have forgot about. Because yeah. nowadays, 
in LA, that's the thing that is kind of annoying is people will just skate the thing that they recently saw on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. They don't actually like do the research and say like, oh, this is actually still skatable or like, I don't know. That's it's you just kind of need to like figure out which things you want to skate yourself and not because it's a hot spot on Instagram or like the knob buster just cut the rails off or something. Yeah. You also <laughs> you also got into the Inland Empire a fair amount, yeah? A little bit for the Nike one, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of just like, it's it's also like you go through phases because you'll drive out there one time to skate one thing and then you find another to go back to and then, right. Right, right, yeah. Right. But yeah. yeah. Do, do you find that uh, I, I in my head... And I kind of am guilty of this, but do do you find that when you go to places now, people are only trying to take you to the most ridiculous spots? <laughs> because yeah, when you were I out mean, here for the wedge, <laughs> I, I remember t- Jackson texting me, and I was like, "Oh, take him to this rail," and it's just the most absurd Robbie Brockle spot, you know, that like no one has skated except him. Yeah. Um, but it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, you got a bump to bar over a ten stair with a, a kink at the end. Yeah, take Mason there. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I kind of did that to myself at the end of the Spitfire one because I would go to places and kind of ask people around, you know, like, is there anything that you would think is sick? Like, I don't know. I like knowing what people like would want to see people do, you know, that's mm-hmm. another thing. I don't yeah. know. It's cool yeah, there's definitely that. spot. There's spots in certain cities that make the locals proud. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's hard to like ask them in that certain way, but like, and then you also don't want to like step on people's toes or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's that was like a big thing for me. It was just like going around and actually being able to to be in a city and at like look around for the things that people like to see. I don't want to don't want to push too far on this interview. I'm super stoked that you're still here talking to us. Um, and I have I do wonder if there's a difference for you in a year. I, you got into it a little bit in your Thrasher interview. I kind of wonder what it feels like to like be super stoked on your sponsors. Like, oh, dude. Like yeah, what, I mean, what, what changes when you when you're at the right place for you? Um, kind of everything for me. I I wasn't really that aware of like how much it could do for the way that you think about skating and just the way that like your day to day goes. But like just being able to like now go to Deluxe and walk in there and have ideas and have them actually like come about and be able to talk to Jim about seriously anything that I'm feeling or like just be able to skate with Frank or like it's it's seriously like life-changing being able to like and then also having Huff now is like a group of dudes that I actually like skate with and you know like they're they're really cool to go on trips with it's it's it just makes all that much of a difference to me and uh yeah yeah, I don't know that's probably a, a huge reason of like how much I skated this year too was just I had the right people around me you also wear one shoe and one shoe only <laughs> every possible colorway um which is rare these days to find yeah. someone wearing one shoe and one shoe only in every possible colorway do you yeah, have I a think... favorite colorway you like to look down at are you a white shoe guy or a colored shoe guy no i'm a black shoe guy there. but uh <laughs> yeah like all those blazers kind of fit differently so those black ones fit me perfect <laughs> so I like kind of just only wear those, but I think Nike probably would want me to wear some dunks sometimes or something different. <laughs> but uh, but no, I'm like stuck on those. Maybe maybe uh maybe next year I'll wear something different. No, maybe next year that. I'll wear a, a sheepskin vest or whatever. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, bell bottoms. Well, I, I think that's actually one of the best things about your output is that like people on this show. Uh, regrettably will know that I'm super into wrestling and, and the way that it looks into skating, but it's that 
What? Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> we don't have time to get into it. But, okay. but what 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 helps in, in both is that skaters have a gimmick that helps them sell, and that you just in, in every other case, somebody who doesn't, you know, kind of commit to that that act of being like, you know, I wear the patches all over my pants and like, and then tank top guy, like that's like, yeah. I'm, that's my guy. And I do that guy skating. Uh, I'm i I'm slowly realizing where those thrasher captions come from now. Yeah. Like, my, <laughs> w, WWE intros. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I, my other dream job, I suppose would be, would be writing uh, promo scripts for, for wrestling. I would love that. Yeah. Um, but, but then it's like, because for so long it's like okay hoodie dickies guy it's like there's there's nothing there there's 5000 of them and what mm-hmm. you've what you've been able to do is to be like i don't i don't do flashy gear like similar to i don't know where i used to think of like mccrank maybe yeah we could probably find mccrank in some sketchy stuff but but it's that you have completely cast all that shit aside because of your like your look is just so I guess we'll just go with classic to be you know, generous yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's just like hoodies, work pants, same fucking same shoes. And yeah. going and to work, God out, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and literally. And what comes out of that is like, whoa, there's like no gimmick. This is just totally spectacular. And there's so much Thank like you. pants discourse and there's so much, which I'm just wholly allergic to. <laughs> That um, fucking, that's everyone's newest question is like, what pants are those? What, what like, I don't know. It's a, it's a huge thing now. Yeah. And, and I think that one of the best things about your skating now is that it's just like, you know, t- to be thrasher about it, the skating does the talking, which is, uh, I think something that, yeah. you know, is just like, I've found a lot of joy in as like, I'm not super, I'm not as gear focused as, as many. Um, so it's been, I don't know. It's pretty rad. Same yeah, haircut for I, like three years. It's awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I I definitely think it it works for certain things because I mean, dudes will go through crises too, like with gear, like just with all that stuff, and then also like with the haircut thing and whatever. Like if you have a clip from six months ago, it might look old now because that was your last thing that you were doing, you know. And like, yeah. I just con- consistency is good, you know. Like or. Yeah. Uh, what's like what what's the term that they use in movies like uh like when you're filming a movie like if you keep the same shirt on or whatever through the whole scene fuck oh, continuity know. continuity there we go yeah yeah <laughs> it's like continuity yeah, yeah i went uh, to film school paid off yeah cool <laughs> i don't know it's it might maybe it's just from me growing up watching rowley and arto and like like arto's sorry part was like my favorite part growing up for like years yeah and i mean you're not alone what's the craziest thing that he wears in that party? Yellow t-shirt like, <laughs> other than that. But that was like classic 2000s. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think I, it's kind of the last thing I'm thinking about, to be honest, is just like what I'm wearing. <laughs> but yeah, I guess. And then people come up with the skating, do the talking thing. Yeah. It's like one of those terms that people like to use. You ever see that Jankum article that was like skating's five most said things. It was like, on and off the board and yeah, skating yeah. do the talking and like certified legend. <laughs> I, I, like those. <laughs> I have I like typed those, those words with these bare hands. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with cliches, man. We, no, you you embrace them. Yeah. There, there one time was a, I think a current Caples Toyota video 
And I said, wow. uh, best dude on and off the road. I was pretty proud of that. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think when uh, mid-year, when I saw that you were at Yosemite with Louis Lopez, I, I made a joke to Ted. I was like, is this like a ceasefire uh, for the for Sodi run? <laughs> all, oh the, all the Sodi contenders get together and they go on a, a national park vacation with their girlfriends. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I hope... Uh, I hope this month you're taking a vacation. What does that look like for you right now? Are you relaxing? No, I, I'm relaxing. I'm, I mean, as far as I, I have a flight with my girlfriend to go to Hawaii on Thanksgiving. We'll see, like, I don't know. We're kind of just taking it day by day and seeing how yeah. things are changing so rapidly. Because a month ago, this didn't seem that crazy, you know? Right. And yeah. then now it's uh, kind of blowing back up again. But I, I'm, we're hoping it'll work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm actually gonna be chilling on a beach now <laughs> yeah you just... i'm not not going there for a kink row. accidentally films a surf part i was gonna say there's that long sevens there on the beach in hawaii oh god <laughs> as we wind things down i don't know if kyle and ryan you're opposed to this i have a list of names that i would like to ask his takes on as his dude sponsors. i have a list of names this is amazing. Yeah, what let's is go. This? We're just okay. going to so say names. Is we're this just gonna the rapid say fire names. of um, that gonna, city? Yeah, we're going to ask. We, well, the bun, I think, uh, trademarked uh, rapid fire. So yeah. this yeah. is called uh, lightning round, which has never been said before. It's totally proprietary. I just invented that concept. Kinda we sounds own like it. some WWE title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is hell in a cell. You ready? This is hell in your cell. <laughs> oh, God. So let's see if these phone numbers are in your phone. You ever skate with Gino? Uh, nope, never met him. And I, I don't know. I, I would like to meet him, but I'm such a fan that I just like, you know, it's one of those things. I just want to like appreciate him from afar. It's like, you, I don't know. He's like a superhero. <laughs> yeah. What's it like no, to skate I, with Mike Anderson? I, Mike is sick. Mike is really cool. Yeah. Um, I was scared of him when I first met him for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He seems nah, aggro to his brother. He's, de- I mean, he's definitely gotten a little nicer to Jake too. <laughs> But uh, no, that's he is really cool to skate with, and he's like, yeah, he's awesome. What about Reese? Reese Forbes? Yeah, I've never met Reese Forbes. All your years, all your three years at Nike, uh, dude. Is is Reese still on Nike? Yeah, you you gotta realize too. There's like sixty people that have ridden for Nike in the last five years. <laughs> all right, Danny Supa, Daniel Shimizu. Here we go. Weaker Van Wagon Nangyan. We Pat Rakestraw. <laughs> Pat Rakestraw. Change Childress. Uh, oh what's it like to skate with yeah, Jet? All right. <laughs> you were on Element. You ever skate with Vanessa Torres? No, but I met her before. She's dope. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Frank's dog? Tom is super sick. His his original name is uh Lestard. I like I like Lestard a lot. <laughs> that and then and then Frank changed him or just from the atmosphere he got Yeah, so he he met um a couple at the beach that I guess fostered him and they were like ran up to the dog and they were like Lestard, oh my god. Oh no. They're like, did you keep the name? I love the name. And he was like, oh no, it's actually Tom now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that's a little simple. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, skating with Frank and Tom is uh, one of the cooler things in life. <laughs> Do you ever just want to make Jim mad just to see what I it would, looks like? I want him to like say, yeah, like say different things or like say some, I don't know. Yes, I I want to make him mad or like <laughs> get him to react in a different way than normal. Because yeah. you say thank you 
and then he says, "No, it's all you." Yeah, and I want him to like actually you need be anything, like, "You're welcome." I got you. Yeah, he won't say you're welcome, or like he won't claim anything. Yeah, I just want you to be like, "Hey, you did this too, man." <laughs> Make fun of his black fingernails next time. Like, just, God, just, just like take that? a cheap shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what's it like to skate with Burnett? Uh, like I think skate, people... skate, not to shoot photos with him. Oh, skating with Burnett is great. I I love it. It's uh, yeah, he's like really really cool to talk to, and he's just like I I'll ask him so many questions because I just know he has stories and and opinions and things, and I, I don't know. I just feel like we bounce off of each other pretty well yeah. in that sense yeah he's uh is that like a 20 year age gap uh let's see you're like yeah 23 ish yeah i would say is brunette probably in his mid 40s yeah yeah I'm, I'm 24 yeah so that's just like a skaterly thing but i always wonder yeah. about that i'm like yeah this guy's kind of been through a lot and yeah now he spends his weekends with um, I mean, that age range is probably close with Frank and Frank is like one of my favorite people to skate with. And like, we're actually trying tricks together at the spot, which is like probably the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, my last one is what's Evan Smith's deal? <laughs> His deal. <laughs> I actually don't. Dude, I was talking about him yesterday. I, I think he's spending time in Mesa, Albuquerque right now, like really kind of off the grid, like skating Albuquerque and or Mesa, uh, yeah, New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I mean, I, I miss that guy. He's he's uh, he's definitely one of a kind. I don't know. I don't know his deal, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> his deal right now is camping, and that that is kind of always his deal. So that's his deal. Yeah, that's uh, that's from the the antihero bled into him from his time yeah. at Temple. Yeah, so, yeah, Kyle, what do you got? Kyle, you got names. <laughs> no, man. No, I don't. You, yours are by far the best. I do wonder what you think, though, of someone skating like Tom Knox. Like, what what do you think oh, of when I, you watch that sort of part? I think it's sick. I mean, it's definitely like a lot, probably more rewatchable than my shit. I don't know. <laughs> I think people like, I don't know. It's it's very like, it's easy to watch and it like makes you feel good. And I, I just, I love that stuff. I think it's really cool. And yeah, like I, I definitely know he puts in thought to the spots that he skates yeah, too. Sure. And like, and that's pretty much the main thing that I look for with like people. It's just that they actually like have a, a thought about what they want to skate and how they want to skate. So yeah, yeah, I really like Tom Knox. Do you have a favorite skate city? Maybe. I mean, Laguna recently, beach, baby. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Manhattan Orange, beach. <laughs> Orange County is pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, there's nothing. I, I would never skate Orange County again if I could. Um, <laughs> Uh, probably New, New York recently, just cause I feel like I've only been to about 10% of the spots and I just man. like, can't wait to go back every time I go. You had that um, very surprising Manny trick at that, that spot in Brooklyn, that big old gray. Slate. Oh, that was, uh, yeah, that was kind of spur of the moment. Just kind of turned the corner and that spot was there <laughs> and skated that. It, are, are Manny tricks like that? Those are just waiting around in case you, you want to throw one in. I've never filmed or really done one of those 180 fakie manny 180s on anything. So that was like, it, I don't know if it was even really waiting. It was just kind of like <laughs> the right spot. Yeah, I think it was just the way that the bank is. That was, was a that? nice flex, though. Uh, it, was a, it was quite the nice flex. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You're I'm like, glad, uh, gap to 10 rail, double bump over bar, and then just really tech manual trick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sick. I'm, I'm actually really glad I got those tricks. I think... Uh, yeah, those are probably one of my favorite tricks and those uh 
in that part. Yeah, that part's sick. So that's the Roxy music part. The real mm -hmm. video is the Modest Mouse part. Yeah. And the Spitfire video, I'm trying to think of a playlist and how it would roll. It's, there was it another, goes, there, wasn't there a Sonic Youth real short part? That was the short yeah. real video, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then the, the Spitfire one, I chose a Swirly song, which is like a kind of like a shoegaze band right. from the 90s. And then, uh, and then it's uh, Sleep, which is kind of stoner metal, I guess. Kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but I just felt like uh, it matched the segment a little bit. So it had a yeah. really good, when I just rewatched that and I was just kind of thinking like there's a, a very nice sequence at the end where it's just an onslaught of tricks edited yeah. cut really quickly yeah. and it, cool. and it yeah. just kind of hammers you over the head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah I think I got to jump Burnett back said uh, to me. Oh yeah. You got go it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say that uh, Burnett was like the other day just said like, you know, that part could have been like 10 minutes if you just like <laughs> let it breathe a little bit. <laughs> Double angles, slow-mo. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You could have 50 write-up shots. No, but uh, but yeah. uh, I thought that that was perfect because people do have a tendency to do that to like the new the new norm is like the really good part is 10 minutes, but it's really like six minutes of footage or f five exactly. or six minutes of footage. But I I like that it was kind of a, well, we already did that in the Nike part. This is a cut the bullshit. Uh, yeah. We're just going to beat you over the head with the, the trick that I wanted to talk about or the spot I wanted to talk about was the kink tubba that you did the crook on. What was that process like? The crook gap out? Oh, the crook gap out. Um, I, I mean, you board slid it, which I assume I board you board slid it, slid it first. I board slid it first. That I went there to, to, to do something on, I don't remember what trick I had in mind for the, for the actual like hubba gap out. Oh, I didn't know how tall it was and I thought I would be able to kickflip grind it. And that went out the door because it's like fucking waist high or whatever it was. Beveled. Um where is that spot? In the middle of Houston. It was such shit weather. Yeah, that uh that place gets gnarly, humid. But yeah, the crook, like and that one was just like one of those ones just going for it. It was a really big drop. That that actually cooked my legs for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just that gave, was that gave me hamokis. Like, you're just yeah, you're basically just jumping down that double set on the ones you don't yeah. do. And it's like what what like seven flat seven or something. Jeez. <laughs> but going back to the part two, like how you were saying the the new norm is like kind of extending it. I I I really liked like Westgate's part in Stay Gold and Leo's part in Stay Gold, and I felt like editing like that is almost more powerful in a way. So yeah. just wanted to get that out there. <laughs> do Westgate comparisons annoy you? I mean, no, because it's Westgate, but <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think it's a very easy, an easy comparison to make just like off of the tricks that we do and like skating bump to bars. But like, yeah. I don't think our styles are that similar. No, that's really. right. Yeah. Are you taller and, than him? Yeah. I'm nice. <laughs> I think, I think he might be like five, four or five, five. He's pretty short, but I, I'm five, seven. Oh, damn. I'm still short though. Yeah. Dude fucking cleared him by a half a finger. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I made a comment the other day that I, I think I stand by, which is that you have a very honest heel flip foot. <laughs> like when you're yeah. setting up for a heel flip, it's very like very straightforward. Like here comes a heel flip. And I for <laughs> one appreciate that very much because I don't like being surprised all the time. And often your tricks have a surprise built into the middle, but there's something about a heel flip, the street mm -hmm. gap clearly in the most recent one that I thought was very thoughtful. It was like, here comes a heel flip. And indeed it was a heel flip. So I thank yeah. you for that. Cool. Um, I'm glad you liked that you saw it coming. 
<laughs> I mean, like that spot specifically, it's it's on like a very steep hill in SF. So like you drop in, you have to be set up as you're dropping in. So yeah. I would think that's where it's it comes from. But yeah, I I probably hang my toes off a little too much. No, no, <laughs> wrong. Don't what? don't it's, ever listen I, to anyone. I do the opposite of a Reynolds kickflip. I like hang it all the way off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's next on the horizon for Mason Silva? Probably just chilling for a little bit. Just probably like getting back to normal skating and normal like I don't know vacation first, and then back to normal stuff, being at home, and then yeah, hopefully like a Huff video on the horizon would be cool work on something oh, yeah. a little different and uh nice yeah pretty I, much that i i don't want to end on a low note so while i ask this sad question you guys should think of something but <laughs> did you know huff well um no i actually i didn't know him that well i met him a couple times when i when i first was getting on and um he was a little sick at the time and like we knew that it was um yeah i don't know he uh but he, he was always in high spirits. Like I remember the first time I met him because he, he had obviously like given Tyler the okay for me to get on and like was was down. And and then like he met me and he was just like, hey, so did you make the Olympics or what? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, oh, no. Nah. He's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like he just it was so dry and like sarcastic and funny. And I yeah, I, I really wish I got to like hang out with him more but he was uh he was definitely one of a kind from what i could tell that's pretty rad to get his you know at least while he was here to get his seal you know yeah yeah that that was like huge for me this just knowing that he was he was down yeah yeah that's 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 i think that's a heartwarming memory that we can end on yeah yeah that's it's not a it's not too much of a sad note i think yeah he's definitely remembered as a very positive and cool guy so yeah yeah he was the man Without a doubt. Well, thank you, Mason, for joining us. And uh, that was a, that was a somewhat fawning uh, interview. Not a lot of tough hitting questions, but uh, no, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're happy to that's, have you. That's how yeah, we well. get them. The like a drug dealer first hits free, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then the next interview, it's like, so you can't switch flip. Why yeah. can't you switch backside flip? Dude, hit me up again if you guys want to actually talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, thank you. Yeah, Thanks a lot, man. This is super rad. Yeah, this was fun. All right. Yeah. Take care. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Our intro music is by the band Roar, R-O-A-R. Look for more of that music on whatever streaming thing that you do. And our credits music is by Alana Bryan, I-L-A-N-A dot B-R-Y-N-E on Instagram or naivetracks.bandcamp.com. Logo and graphic design as always by Michael Warfel at W-O-R-F-U-L on Instagram. All right, it's Thanksgiving and I don't have a song for you guys because that would be kind of Adam Sandler-y and I'll just spare you the corniness uh, that usually uh, comes with the end of these shows. Um... But regardless, it is Thanksgiving and, and, you know, with all the baggage that holiday carries with it, uh, I hope you guys have a good day uh, for the people on our ProFlow Patreon tier. Uh, an exceptionally good day for the RepFlow people. Also an exceptionally good day. I think you guys are all fucking awesome and deserve a good day. 
And uh, for the people who just listen to the show for free, I'm not a dick. I hope you have an, I hope you have a great day too. Yeah, why not? Um, I, I want to say thank you to everyone though, uh, for real on the ProFlow tier. Uh, that would be Sean Hannafin, who's doing amazing work out in Arizona. Sean Doyle, who's doing incredible work in New York. And whenever he's on a skateboard, Lars Garvey Lang Peterson, I don't know where you're from, but you're an incredible soul. And I thank you very much. Neil Shoemaker out in California doing a hell of a job. Let's see how many of these places I know. I could probably look at a list of addresses, but I'm not doing it because I have a spreadsheet here. And Brian Higgins, I really like your name. I have run out of words to rhyme with it. And so know that the next time I do have a song, uh, that will be backed by about 20 minutes in a thesaurus. Stone Friesen, your name is awesome to rhyme with. I usually just use the word reason. Uh, I should probably spice that up, but you know, I do tend to get a little lazy towards the end of the songs. Evan Cunningham, wonderful work. Proud to have you. Cameron Jimmo, I rhymed your name with limo once. That was kind of weird, but I'm not doing it now, technically. I just hope you have an awesome Thanksgiving. And to Betsy Gordon, who is also doing outrageously incredible work, not just for the discourse of skateboarding and preserving some of that history, but as uh, a curator, keeping our public appreciation of all sorts of cultures and folks alive. It's awesome. Uh, And that's in Baltimore. Well, I don't know if your work is in Baltimore. DC is fairly close. They ha- I actually just read a word that was about like the DC Baltimore like Beltway area and it had oh, it's called the DMV, which is in just incredibly confusing, but it's kind of snappy. I think it's DC, Maryland, Virginia, but whatever. Just just holding it down at the DMV. Well done.